This is the Fitness Tech Podcast, show number 30 for April 17th, 2011. It's a Sunday evening. I am here with Carrie Adams. We have a weekend of completed fitness. Carrie, how are you doing this weekend? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. What uh, what kind of activities uh, did you get going this weekend? I had a busy weekend. Um, did kind of a little little training run Saturday, just a few miles, and then did a nice little ten miler today. So now we start the official taper. So we're yeah, heading into away. the yeah we're heading into the half. Well, I'm going to run the half. Okay. Um, I'm going to cross the finish line, and are then you, I'm going to come back out to the course, find you, and finish the rest of the race with you. So, Are you going to band at this thing, or you actually have a bib? No, I have a bib. Okay. I, I legit this time. That's good. I, uh, and I got my bib number, and there's good. a three in it, so I'm really excited about that. You know, I have a thing about threes. Mm-hmm. So. way, sure. Very much. So sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'll, uh, I'll be legit this time. I won't be running from the, the course cops. Well, that's that's good. I don't think anybody cares anyways, but I, I know you've banded a couple of the races that you've done with me this year. It'll be good to have you uh, help me get through those those 26.1 because it's a long freaking way. It is. Uh, I haven't it talked is. about it too much on the podcast uh, lately, but you know we've all been, uh, with the Lincoln Marathon being on May 1st, we've all been doing our long runs over the last couple of weeks. Uh, in preparation for that. And there's nothing that shatters your confidence more than the long run, right? You get out there and you, it's supposed to be a confidence builder, but at least for me, it's been one of those runs that always ends up tearing me down pretty severely uh, by the end of the race. You ran, uh, we had 22 scheduled and uh, you and I ran 20 and then kind of said, let's walk over to let's walk to Walgreens and get a soda. (laughs) So we ended the the day with a soda and some Gatorade and it was, it was just delightful. So it was, I I was surprisingly, I recovered fairly quickly from that and, uh, and was able to uh, run the next day. No, we did it on a Saturday and I ran on Monday, put some nines in and that was good. But, uh, it, um, I did 14 today and it was good to get that over with and, and the taper starts today. So Carrie, it's good to have you on the show tonight. I want to remind folks if they want to contest, contact the podcast, they can send us an email podcast at the average guy, uh, TV. All the podcasts are out there. We do both a fitness tech, a home tech. That's a, you know, with the computers and stuff that are in your home and a financial tech podcast all at the out at the average TV. You can find us on iTunes as well. If you want to download, and that's really the way I recommend you listen to the podcast is download that thing to your, uh, your iPod and uh, play it in the gym or listen to it on the way into work. It's a good way to do it. We also have RSS feeds out there. If you have a Zoom player or any other MP3, that's a non-iPod, you can um, link to the RSS. It'll download there as well. And, of course, we're on Facebook. Just search The Average Guy, and you can find all our posts out there. All right, this evening, Carrie, you and I last Saturday ran uh, 22. Well, we advertised 22. We ran about 20. And, uh, and we invited this, this guy to come with us. And so, uh, I wanted to bring him in on the podcast to do a little bit of an interview with him. I met him through a friend on Facebook and, uh, he is Jason Phipps. So Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jim. Yay. Cheering ensues. Yeah, cheering and clapping, cheering and clapping. So about a week out, uh, Jason, you and I had met at a run way back in the winter, uh, January, February time frame. And January you, time frame, yeah. Yeah. And we were running Walnut Creek. It was icy that day, I remember. Uh, and and uh, we invited you and then we took off and kind of left you guys <laughs> in the and, dust. And can I, can I just point out, Jim, that that was the day that clock blocking was born? That was the day, the birth of clock blocking as I cut off Laura and, and uh, Carrie's <laughs> said you shouldn't clock block or something along those lines. I called you a clock blocker. Yes, and clock blocking was born. But uh, more important than that, uh, Jason, you and Candace came out. We, we just kind of <laughs> left you guys. I no, still- it was great. We met everybody in the parking lot, and we we're kind of like, all right, so this is what runners do. All right. Uh, yeah, and then poof. <laughs> everybody went bolting off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm, I felt so bad. But you, st- you stuck with it. We, we shook oh. hands in the parking lot, and then I, you must have racked your brain for a month or two to figure out where we had met before. And yes. uh, in, a, in an evening on Facebook, you pinged yep. me through IM and said, hey, I remember. And yep. then you and I got talking about running, and, and uh, you said you had to put 22 in. And I said, hey, funny, me too. 
Uh, let's meet at Walnut Creek, and uh, that's a recreation area here in the Omaha Metro. Let's meet at Walnut Creek, and we'll do a run together. And you you agreed. I'm still not sure why, but you did. <laughs> I'm still contemplating why I agreed. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then that week, Carrie piped in and said, so what are we running this week? And I said, well, hey, I'm running 22 with this guy I met on Facebook. And, uh, and Carrie kind of looked at me funny. But then uh, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm all in. And, uh, and so we met, uh, last Saturday, we met 7.30 and started off on the journey. Jason, before we talk about that, I, I want to go back a little bit, because you talked to us a little bit on the run about, about your background and your experience. Why don't you give us a few minutes, bring us up to speed on maybe some, some life choices you'd made with fitness and some of those other things over the last 10 years, and, and what brought you to the point where you're running 22 miles with me? Wow, that's that's deep. The last ten, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, just give us a just give us a snapshot of what your life was like. That's the snapshot. I was in the military. I was in the Navy for uh, um, nine and a half years, and uh, you know, traditionally, I, I learned to drink and smoke like a sailor, and uh, I did that for a lot, a lot of years. I gave up drinking about eight years ago, actually, uh, January twenty first, eight years ago. I gave up drinking, and. Uh, Still smoked though. That was my one vice that I I had held on to. And still smoked pretty heavily. Pretty uh, been. I was a smoker since I was nine years old. Oh wow! So, yeah. That's a so long time. And and what were you up to? Uh pack half two packs a day. Okay. So quite a bit. And, and, yeah, you know, and exercise was uh, few and far between. To be quite honest, I mean, uh, coached my daughter's softball team or. You know, uh, we'd get out and walk. One of the things that I started doing about a year and a half ago with the wife was we found that we would have time together just by getting to walk, walk the lake together because the kids don't want to go do that. Right. So, <laughs> it's yeah. like, so that was that was our hour away. And yeah, we, that's good. So we would go walk the lake and then we kind of we would joke with each other and just kind of be like, you know, well, what do you do after you like start walking really fast? You know, and I guess the progression is, well, you run, I guess, you know. Yeah. And uh so we would just, we we're just kind of messing with each other here and there. And we would just kind of like run to the, you know, the blue dots. They mark the, the, the trails out here in Omaha. They mark them with blue dots, 0.1 miles, 0.2 miles, 0.3. And uh, so we'd run blue dots, you know, and we'd race blue dots. And then it was kind of like, it was embarrassing because you'd just run in 0.1. I'd be winded, mm. completely winded. Well, I mean, go figure. I smoke a pack and a half a day. So you know, it was kind of obvious. And, uh, you know, the thing that, that really, really got me, uh, and I hadn't shared this with you, I blogged about it a couple months ago, was uh, I, I went to a funeral of an uncle of mine that I never knew. And I took my son with me and I was sitting there with my son at this funeral. And, uh, you know, it was, there was just nobody there. There was maybe 40 people in there and it was all just immediate family. And uh, the guy died 60 years old, just way too young. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I just, I've been blessed to have some serious spiritual moments in my life of just clarity. And, uh, it just hit me that day when I was sitting there with my son, I just was like, wow, I'm done. I I'm done. You know? And it was like that same, that same clarity that came over me when I had made the choice to, to quit other things in my life that had actually really taken control of my life. And, uh, you know, I didn't quit that day. Uh, but I knew Right then and there in my head, I had made the decision. And so then I started taking progressions towards that. I, uh, with the help of Chantix, actually, is what helped me quit smoking. And I did Chantix. And then as soon as I had had my last cigarette, which was December 12th, uh, that night I was sitting there like two in the morning, just kind of like fidgeting. Obviously, I mean, I didn't, you know, it's like, I kind of was like, what do you do when you don't smoke? You know, it was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you just surf the net all night? I don't know, you know, because I never smoked in the house or anything like that. I was always, you know, go sit on the patio or whatever. So long story longer, I, I just kind of, I knew I had to do something if I was going to stay quit smoking. It was kind of like when I quit drinking, I knew I had to do something if I was going to stay quit. And, you know, that progression, I had joined Alcoholics Anonymous long ago and God bless it, it's, it saved my life. And with the the quit smoking for me, it wasn't like there was, I mean, I guess there might be a nicotine anonymous or something. I don't know, but sure. for me, it was like, I got to pick something up that counters this completely drastically. I mean, literally drastically. And so I just said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, they've right. that just like brilliant thinking, right? So uh, on the church website, uh, my pastor is a runner, a uh, marathon runner, and it was just really ironic. Uh, he had just posted that night, uh, we're running the Lincoln Marathon, won't you join us? And I was like, hey, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> you know, let me get in on that. And I registered. I went out and registered, threw my $75 down, and then, you know, I mean, since I'm so cheap, I was committed at that point. I was like, 75 bucks. I got, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. Even with all the pain that's ahead of you, darn it, I'm going to get the value out of those 75 bucks, right? Absolutely right. Obviously, it's cost so much more than that. (laughs) (laughs) But been well worth it. Been well worth it. But that was along with how I got to quit smoking and start running. I mean, it was just a real... Yeah, there's there's lots of programs out there on the web that, you know, like couch to 5K or couch to 10K, right? Now, for you, I mean, we're talking two packs to a marathon, right? And you're you're doing this from December to May. So you have about five, four months, really, because you got Christmas in there and you probably didn't get at it right away, right? You had to probably figure out what a training program was going to look like and what you need to do. And you have to tell your friends you're going to start doing this and you kind of got to lock in the commitment, right? What was your friend's reaction to this, by the way? Oh, they, all thought I was nuts. they all thought I was nuts. Absolutely. And then, you know, of course, uh, the wife, uh, the biscuit, I call her the biscuit. The biscuit was on board right away. She's like, you're crazy. I like it. You know, but <laughs> she, knows, she knows kind of, I'm kind of that guy that if I put my mind to something, watch out. Cause I'm going to do it. And, uh, so when she said, you registered for the marathon, I said, yep. And she was like, huh, well, I can do the half. So so she gets on board and she's like, I can run the half. And, you know, we're, you know, we were talking about this carry on the run that, you know, I'm not a runner. You know, my wife is not a runner now. You know, traditionally, I walk 12 miles with you all day. I've got no yeah. issue with that. I would enjoy it. But if you said, hey, Phipps, put on your running shoes, we're going for it. We're going for a run and not a jog. We're going for a run. Now, you know, me and my wife jog. <laughs> if you ask me, we just jog really long distances, you know. Right. But uh, I, I would have told you you're nuts. No way. So it, I'm not a runner. <laughs> yeah. So, you not- know, but, and I tell Jim this all the time, too, though, but you are. And I think the day that you embrace that you know being a runner doesn't doesn't mean there's a speed attached to it or a pace or a distance you know I think a a moment that that resonated with me was after I finished the corporate cup and I I I put up a really good time and that was the first time I acknowledged you know gosh I I am a runner and and that wasn't you know but a couple years ago and you know you do that and you you embrace that and it changes your whole life because you start to think of yourself differently and and it's you know doesn't mean you have to get after, you know, winning a race or, but it, it does sort of, um, validate all the training that you're doing and, and makes it about, about something bigger. So it's certain you sure. are a runner and you know, you are, and, and I, I think it's awesome what you've done. And, and, you know, I was a smoker, I'll be 30. Oh God. I just said that out loud yeah, you did. <laughs> and in, in July and I quit smoking 10 years ago. And, and so I know that journey and, and I, I can tell you, you know, you're giving yourself the, the biggest and best gift that you can, and you're giving right. yourself and your family, your health. And, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing to replace that with something so healthy. So you're doing yourself such a great service and I, I I've been there. So I know I really do. That's, that's, that's awesome. Really cool. Jason, what did you do? Okay. So it's December 12th. You quit smoking. What, you know, what did you do to get going? Right. That's everybody's, that's the, I think the most right. difficult Where thing for start, people. Right? Yeah. So what did you do? Everybody approaches it a little bit differently. What, but how'd you get going? You know, for me, Jim, and the thing was, cause we were walking too, you know, and that was kind of a benefit. And, you know, you see, a, there's a lot of people out there walking and it's kind of like that natural progression. What's next. Right. I mean, really, and uh, definitely just the motivation in the mind game. It really was a mind game. Like, I got to get out there and run. I got to get out there and run. I got to get out there and run. And, you know, being in, in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska with uh, our beautiful winters and snow. Yes. Native San Diego here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it still, still beats me. Kind of nasty. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. You know, it's like, tough. I thought to myself, it was like kind of one of those things, Jim, where if I'm going to dedicate to this and get out here and strap on the Under Armour and put the sneakers on and go and run in the snow and run in the ice, right? Then 
I don't care if it's just two miles, but I'm going to get out there and I'm going to run for that two miles. And, you know, it was kind of, now that it's getting nicer out, it's been a little awkward because it's warmer (laughs) and like, you know, there was this motivation to try and get done quicker. I noticed that I've slowed down as the weather's gotten nicer. You know, there was a, there was a motivation to get out there and get your, get your mileage in and get done and get back inside. (laughs) You know, now it's like, it's, it's kind of nice out. I'm enjoying this, you know, and I'm just kind of taking it all in, but uh, to keep, you know, what really, really motivated me to keep going was just, uh, I didn't want to smoke. Right. I mean, that's, and that's still today. That's still it. I want to, I want to not smoke. So if by not smoking, I go run, you know, uh, I mean, last night I took a road trip this weekend. I, I've been on, I drove 14 hours yesterday and, uh, got a whole like three and a half hours of sleep. And, you know, I don't think anybody wakes up after three and a half hours of sleep and being in the car 14 hours and says, Hey, I think I'll go run eight and a half. Yeah. You know? And so to your point, Carrie, it's kind of like, uh, is that a runner's mentality? But see, I would, I would wake up and smoke a half a pack of cigarettes easily. So why shouldn't I wake up and go for a run real quick? Because to your point, it's only going to do me better, you know, even though I feel like a dog afterwards, <laughs> but you know, that's a whole other story. Um, you know, it just, just truly it's, I guess for me, it's always kind of the not wanting to do this. So I'll do this, Jim, if that answers it, you know? I don't want to smoke, so I guess I'm going to run. Sure. I guess that's my option, right? So how do I get started? Well, you know what? I think the best advice that was given to me by uh, the mutual friend that introduced us, Beth, uh, she said, if you're going to run, you better make sure and get yourself a really good pair of running shoes. Mm. You know, go get fitted because that's one of the, you know, I would have too. I would have been like, I would have just taken my Nikes that I had that I guarantee you are not meant for my feet for running. They look really good. Yeah, yeah. Like the right color for me. <laughs> not my hey, I, I can appreciate that. I can totally appreciate the aesthetic part. Believe me. Yeah. I mean, but it's just that. I mean, it's the reality. Like that was the best advice she gave me because then we went to the store, and that's the other thing, Jim, is that there was there was more commitment there, right? You you go drop a hundred dollars on a pair of running shoes, really? Right. right. Then the only thing I'm going to wear these for is running. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, just more money commitment. I mean, the best part about running that I like is that it, it is that it's your sneakers and then your motivation, you know, and that's, that's about the cheapest sport you're going to find. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have to be really expensive. I mean, there's no. some, there's some clothes that you can buy to help out oh, yeah. with some things and yep. shirts and those kinds of things, but it really is. You just kind of need some open road and some tennis shoes for the yep. most part. And, and you can kind of get after it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Now let me ask you this with training for a marathon, right? So you didn't, most people, you know, I've run with some folks whose first goal is a 5k, right? I mean, right. You know, three, 3.1. And then they think they'll get to a 10k and then th- they might think about a half, right? You just blew the doors right off that to, to, you know, right from the start. How do you feel about running a 10k now? I mean, 6.2 miles, you've already blown through that in your training. Um, is that even a significant milestone for you at this point? No, uh, no, it's not. And my mentality behind the behind going for the whole thing is it really is a go big or go home approach. And that's just nuts. But I mean, it just works for me. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. I just, you know, but for me, it's what it's kind of like that crazy factor, I guess, that it just, you know, I mean, I really got to shoot for the stars and hopefully hit the moon. You know, I mean, that just, it's really kind of where I was going with it because I knew if I, and this, this is my, how sick my thinking is. I knew if I said, I'm just going to do the half marathon somewhere in the back of my head, I knew I could go back to my old habits, mm. smoking and just kind of slacking a little bit because I thought, you know, 13 miles, well, you know, and I'm not to, you know, not to take, not to say that a half marathon to take it lightly by any stretch, but I knew it was a very obtainable goal. Right. So I said, yeah, I'm going to go big. I'm because 26 to your point, you, you mentioned earlier in the show, that long run just beats you down. And, you know, this last weekend we we're blessed with that. Right. I mean, 
26 is a big, big deal. You know, I mean, they don't make it like a big deal with all the ultras and stuff out there anymore. There's so many crazy races, but still 26 to your point from two packs a day to four months later, I think I'm going to take a shot at this. That's just nuts. And so I, and that was like, that's right up my alley. That's exactly it. It is just nuts. So let's try it, you know, because that 13, I would have, I just know me, I guess. And, and I, I would have hit that 13 and been like, all right, we can smoke. I mean, this is easy, you know? So I, I basically, it's, it's easy to not want to smoke if I got to go run eight miles tomorrow or I got to go run 10 miles tomorrow. The last thing I'm thinking about is having a cigarette or a cigar. And I, and I, I never didn't mention this, to you, but I was the worst kind of smoker. I smoked cigarettes. I smoked cigars. I chewed tobacco. I chewed Nicorette. It was just nicotine. So it didn't matter. It really didn't matter the source. It was just yeah, nicotine. Yeah. I could have a chew in and smoke a cigarette. I mean, so that wow. just an idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you've quit all that. And all of it absolutely cold wow. you're done have yeah. you have you felt physically i mean what kind of changes did your body go through in that first four weeks after you quit <laughs> oh, i couldn't i couldn't even begin to tell you i you know honestly i feel like my body my body i feel like my body's finally coming back to me and that just you know i feel like i've been just i've been <laughs> and anyone that smokes can respect this or has smoked and given up smoking or given up drinking or drugging for that matter. When you give something that toxic up and you do it over a period of time, not just, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing for me and it's, it's stay quit. You know, anybody could quit. I truly believe that anybody could quit. It's staying quit. And that's the same thing with the drinking and everything else, you know, in the, in the addictive mentality, if it's staying quits, the key and staying quit for the last four and a half months has just been absolutely amazing. The energy levels that I have, the, uh, the clarity that I have, you know, uh, and not just being, um, having something that just absolutely has a hundred percent control over you, you know, and that's the biggest thing is the freedom, uh, from, feeling like I absolutely have to go outside right now to have a cigarette, even though it's 10 below zero. But that's the kind of crazy stuff that smokers do. And they do it subconsciously, you know, and I was right there in that mix. And to have that clarity to go, yep, I don't have to do that today. You know, that's it. There, there is no, there is no feeling to describe that, Jim. It's, 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 it's almost euphoric in a sense because you've just completely surrendered to just getting your body, your, your body back. Right. I mean, if you, if you truly, if you would have asked me in December, do you think you could run five miles? I would have laughed at you because I knew there was absolutely no way I could. So then to be able to go pound out and I say pound out cause I'm throwing down 11 minute miles people. So you know, <laughs> I go, I go 11 minute miles, and that's victory for me. Because I can run an 11 minute mile, whereas before there wasn't happening, you know. So, absolutely, it's 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 freedom is the best way to describe it. Well, and I can attest to that too. You know, having having been in that same place, and I can tell you, 10 years later, um, it it you still feel that. I still look back on that as, as a huge success as one of the biggest, as one of the biggest accomplishments of my life was being able to, to quit and stay quit. And I'll tell you, running will quick, quickly replace that urge because I have urges to go out when it's 10 below and run. <laughs> so, you know, you, you start to, you, you start to have like a, a different, you know, a different trigger, um, but at least it's something healthy. So, but for you know, sure. That same addictive personality that you have will will translate very well in the running world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, today I kind of had a crappy yesterday. You know, I I was supposed to run the Eagle 10K and it did. Yeah. It, it the weather almost it almost snowed on Friday night and I woke up to howling winds and and I just thought you know there is no way I'm going to go out. I've just done enough winter running this year <laughs> that I was like, there's just no way I'm, I'm, I'm staying in bed. So I stayed in bed and I, I, I kind of moped around on Saturday and I didn't get much done. I did. It did get really nice in the afternoon and I certainly, I could have run. So, but I was feeling bad. So 
uh, this morning, I kind of woke up equally grumpy, and I think I picked a fight with Sarah, and I just I was just agitated, right? So I'm driving home thinking, what can I do that would pick me up, right? And and I can't believe I even had to think about this, but I, so I'm thinking, well, maybe I could go buy something. Oh, no, that won't work. Maybe I could, you know. And I thought I'll just go for a run. And you know, I got I I got excited about getting home, and I and I'm no runner. I mean, I just started running a couple of years ago, and and have you know, Jason, I'm just a couple of years ahead of you. That's the difference between you and me. As I just got a couple of years on you, and so I came home and I threw on my gear and I I filled up the backpack with a little bit of food and some water, and I thought I'm just going to run until I feel better, and uh, and I took off and and carry it was six miles before I even realized I was running at the, at that at that point. I mean, I was like, I got to six and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of far away. <laughs> that's a, that's a dream run right there. That's, yeah, that's, I don't, a, not that's any... when running. Yeah. That's then running my friend. Yeah. It was really good. So, you know, Jason, you're, you're probably experiencing some of that now, but it, it does kind of kick in and start to become a lifestyle and a very healthy, you know, there's lots of different ways to exercise and running for, we, we, I say this to people all the time. Running isn't always the best exercise for some people. They're just not built for it or they've, they've, their body isn't physically ready for it. And there's other things they can do to kind of get healthy. You chose running and, and it's worked, it's, it's worked for you, but you, I imagine you've had some physical challenges, right? What, what kind of challenges have you had in the last four months getting to this point? Oh, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, I'm I'm not a slender character by any stretch. I started this out at uh, when I actually started getting getting into the running portion of uh, this training. I was 2:30 in December, December 12th, or actually I take that back in July, July 20th area. I just got back from vacation. I was 230 30 pounds, and me and the wife did the Weight Watchers, and I dropped 30 pounds. So I got down to 200 in the December area. And, uh, so when I started my training, I was 200 pounds and, uh, you know, I, I just feel like that was kind of a challenge. I say 200 pounds and somebody could go well for six, three, he's probably a slender guy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a midget. I'm five, five, 10. So yeah. <laughs> I, right. Okay. I'm five, nine, but five, 10 with shoes on. Right. <laughs> so I'm vertically challenged and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little wide. So, but you know, the thing is the weight and everything I thought, that was my biggest fear actually was that the weight was going to slow me down in a sense that, you know, figuratively speaking from the injuries perspective. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that it's done maybe is the hip. Uh, my left hip has just been really, really sore, but you know, I think a lot of it is just the training. I've been overcompensating cause I had some issues with my right, my right outer, my foot. And that was, uh, it's either, you know, it's, it's either new shoes or I stepped on it wrong. Uh, cause I think I've got about 40 miles in the new shoes now. And, you know, I mean, when are new shoes broken in and not considered new shoes and they just don't feel comfortable, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I buy the wrong pair of shoes. Gosh, I hope not, but you know, you, you just don't know. So, I mean, with those, with the injuries that come about, I mean, the biggest thing for me has been to really just train through it. And that, uh, because the, the the body is just such an amazing thing that it just compensates and it over it over it over achieves in so many areas and and so just kind of for me training through it has been the key because trust me December fourteenth I could have just stopped I would be like oh all the aches and the pains I'm I I really broke myself you know. Yeah that's that's the easy way right that's the mentality for for a lot of people is just to go oh I, I hurt myself right and the reality is is that i am not used to this my body's not used to this especially my body so it's going to be a little awkward you know you're gonna you're gonna breathe heavy and cough up some crazy stuff even the non-smokers that start running if, if that's the case right your body is gonna go through those changes but kind of taking that in for me and just and seeing it as a growth as opposed to, I guess, obstacles, you know, that's been the key. It's just, I think, perception. How do I look at it? Because <laughs> if I look at it as an injury, then if I'm injured, I stop, right, Jim? I mean, that's right. So if I just take the perception and I go, ah, a little speed bump here, you know, I, my right foot kind of hurts. So I'm really over overcompensating when I run with my left side. So now my left hip is really hurting. So now, especially when I go out to run tomorrow, even though I told Jim I'm not going to, you know, when I go out to run tomorrow and get a short three mile or four mile run in there, just because it's a Monday and I know I'm going to need to, 
you know, it's, it's just, okay, just be aware of those things and just, and be smart about it, you know, don't overdo it, but don't not do it. it I think that's the thing for me. Don't overdo it, but don't not do it. Kira Hugo said, speed, speed, speed. Well, if I go out there and do a 12 minute mile tomorrow, so be it. I did a 12 minute mile. <laughs> you know, it was better than coming home and taking that nap. Right. So that's, I guess, from the, the, the training injuries there, I've been really blessed, Jim. I haven't had the injuries that have been showstoppers and that's, uh, <laughs> count my blessings, I guess. Yeah. And that's, that's really good. I think you probably have had some injuries though, or some pains that have, would have stopped some people. For uh, sure. and, so- and you've, what I hear you saying is, Hey, if I, I can't quit, I've got to keep going. And so maybe you back down, you dial it back down a little bit. Did you, um, Jason, did you do any kind of training program? Did you, did you look up something on the internet and, and kind of try to follow some kind of program to keep you going? So I I haven't shared this with you. So my brother's, my brother's on four marathons. He's in Chicago, Illinois. I've got a a brother that's three years older than me and uh, he's done four marathons. And so when I told him I was doing this, he's like, great. He got on board. And uh, the really, really cool thing, attitudes are contagious, right? So my wife, I've talked about the biscuit. She said she's going to do the half. And so she rogers up for the half. My sister, I have three sisters. I have a twin sister, and then I have two stepsisters who are both here in Omaha with me, and then my twin sister's in San Diego. My sister, my youngest stepsister, says, you know what, Jason? You're doing a, you're doing a full marathon, really? You know, Smoker Jay? That's what the smoker Jay's doing a full marathon. Well, I, I think I'll Roger up and do the half. So my sister signs up for the half. Then my my other sister, my twin sister, super, super competitive. She goes, Well, I'm not gonna let her do the half and you know his wife do the half. I'm gonna do the half too. So she signs up and she actually signed up for the full just because that's she's we're twins, so we kind of think like she's like, Well, they're doing the half, we'll go big. And so she's nice. like See, she's nice. nice for the pool. And then my brother says, well, I'm going to run it with you just because you need a coach. And so we'll get you going and I'll be your coach. And so awesome. so my brother gets on board. He fails to sign up, of course. Uh, then my other sister says, well, if they're all doing it, I can't be left out. So she registers for the half as well. So now we've got everybody, all the siblings doing the half or the full my brother of course didn't get registered he makes the mistake carry of calling the race coordinator and asking so what's your policy against running bandit and he oh goes, no <laughs> <laughs> for like 10 minutes from this woman who just tore him up you do not come to our race and run bandit blah 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 so so he's fearful to even run but uh, you know, he, Jim, you know, we talked about injuries. He got sick probably about three, three weeks ago. And, uh, up until that point, my training program, my regiment, I'm pretty sure he sent it to me an email back in December, but I never opened it. It was a spreadsheet and it was the, it was the really famous guys, uh, like, guy like a Hal Higdon. That's exactly who it is. Hal Higdon, yep. right? Yeah. So my wife was following the half. All the girls were following the half. Hal Higdon. And my brother, who's trained before, he, he's gone by the house program before. So he sent me the spreadsheet. And uh, one of the things that I use this, this training for is to keep in touch with my brother. Because I think, I don't know about most families, but we're just horrible about keeping in touch as much as we should. Right. I mean, with the communication that we have today, I, I'd be lucky to talk to him every other couple of weeks or whatever. So with this, I would just call him like I'll call him tonight after I get off, off with you guys. And and it gives me an excuse to call him every week and say, so what's our mileage this week? <laughs> even though even though he's technically not running the full marathon, he's he's still keeping me up to speed. Uh, the day we did uh, the 22 or 23.6 and he saw that post on facebook he called me and just got on me like you know like like the coach from crazy town because he was like dude it was supposed to be 20 what are you doing <laughs> so but i've been using the how big then that's yeah. that's okay i guarantee that's it but for me it's i i don't i don't have the numbers in front of me because i'm pretty certain back you know six weeks ago if i would have saw that 20 around on there that would have been really intimidating for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and I think I think that's key for a lot of people too. Is when you when you're getting into something like this, just look at it, just like any other program that you're trying to just you're trying to accomplish a goal. Just take it that day, you know. For me, so what I do is I write my numbers. I got a whiteboard behind me, and I write my numbers on the board. It's four, eight, five, ten, right? You know, whatever my mileage is for the week, and I just know I got to get those those numbers down for the week, and uh, that that's easy because then you're just looking at the week and you're not looking at, Oh, in three weeks, I got to throw down 20. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd mentioned in there and Carrie, I want you to chime in a little bit on this. You know, you mentioned the importance of a support group around you and, and Carrie, I think the advent of the mud mafia is that, is that intent, right? Yes. That is, that is everything that, I mean, that's the foundation of what, what it was built on, you know, really, I was hearing my friends say, I don't want to come to races. They're intimidating. I, I you know, I, I'm not a runner. I, you know, the, I, I don't want to go race. Everyone's too fast. That's not for me. And, you know, I wanted to be like, are you kidding? Like, have you been to one of these events? <laughs> like there's, there's all kinds of runners. And I wanted there to be this ability for people to come and run their race, whether that's a six minute mile or a 14 minute mile and have a group of people there to support them the entire way to train with them during the training process. And ultimately, you know, even on race day, just to be there as support and as a high five when you're done and let's go grab a beer. I mean, that's what it's about is having people that care about it and care about you. And, you know, there's, there's four rules to the team, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of the other runners on the course, because we're all in the same battlefield and run your race, but run like hell, you know, it get after it, whether that's, you know, speed, time, just finishing it, commit to it and see it through and know that you've got a bunch of people cheering you on. And um, to be able to have those people to go back to and say, you know, thank you for training with me and running with me. Thank you for for being here and, and letting me be here for you. And that's what I think our run was about last week. You know, um, I, I don't like running long runs by myself. I, it's just not fun for me to go run for four hours alone. So to be able to go and have people that you can, you can have by your side and, and you can have laughs with that's, that's what it's about. I mean, that, that does it for me. That, that gets me through those runs. Jason, did you have any idea you'd have as a good a time as you had with us? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was just dreading it. I was just, I was so fearful that in, in, uh, you know, I never, I didn't get a thank you guys because it was for me, the, the out we did for everybody on the show, we did an out and back and we did 11 out and 11 back. And, uh, so there is no, there is no lap six. I'm done. I ain't got no more in it. It's, I mean, you're in it. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, uh, Jim and Carrie, they, they've got their stuff together and they, they know they've got wheels is what I like to say. And, you know, so on my best run guys, it's, it's a 10 minute mile. And that's cause I know I only got to do like four miles and I'm knocking that out. I can do a 10 minute mile when we're, when there's only four miles on the cards, uh, 22, <laughs> 22 miles. I'm thinking like, you know, 10 and a half, 11. And I would be grateful. And we knocked out. I, I looked at the times the other day, I, I uploaded them to my computer, my little trusty Garmin, and we were moving on the way down. I mean, the 11 miles out for me now for Jimmy Carey, I was clock blocking something. For <laughs> I, but for me, we were moving. And you know, the best part was it didn't even register until like we've got like a town over so just kind of the lay of the land for for the online listeners it was like we were like a whole town over before everything kind of like really registered like holy crap we're ways out and that was at like mile jim said in the beginning of the run i need to stop at mile seven to eat because he's going to eat his way through this marathon and so so jim's like i gotta stop and eat and i'm thinking we're already at mile seven wow you know, and, and then I, you know, the whole mental game, you know, we haven't even talked about that. Like the whole mental game started kicking in because then we go from seven to 11 and Carrie and Jim are like, you know, teasing, like, should we just, should we just do the whole 26 today? Should we just, 
you know, they're laughing, but like the, the long, the, the part of the story that kind of comes back is I really got on the way back. I told them, I, I insisted that they carry on because Jim had a podcast to do. And I'm like, I was slowing them up and I'm like, you guys got to go. And so they moved along and I, and I, I had time to, to really reflect Jim. And that was the thing for me. There's a lot of times where I absolutely love running with people. And that was definitely, it was a perfect setup for me. The 11 out with you guys was great because to carry to your point, it gave me hope and inspiration that there there's this family of runners and everything else. And all the runners that were out, every runner, if you notice when you're running, like every single runner you run by, they'll give you a nod or they'll wave or they'll acknowledge you. Now the cyclists, on the other hand, not <laughs> Like most of them are too cool to even acknowledge that you're using your two feet just a lot more than they are. <laughs> so, the battle rages on so, between the right? cyclist and the runner. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, mean, I just have a lot of time to reflect on the way back. And I actually, my intent after I got off the phone with you, Jim, uh, Jim had called and said, Hey, I pushed some Gatorade by your car. You're good to go when you get back. And, and uh, I called my wife. The biscuit came out and met me back at the, where we had started. And we pushed out another two miles walking. And finally, like my hip literally was making noises. <laughs> and she's just like, you're done. She's like, you're, you're done. Stop. This is crazy. You know, you've got three more weeks before you need to prove this insanity. And so, and so she kind of was like, you know, mama pulled out all the cards that day. She's like, you know, if you want to go through I'm here with you because I really wanted to be, I wanted her to be there for that 26. I really, you know, that's, I mean, that's a big deal. I was there when she broke 14 and uh, she broke down in tears. It's just a, it's an awe-inspiring feeling when you, when you kind of hit those points and you guys both know exactly what I'm talking about. It's you hit that point and you stop and you go, wow, I just did that, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it was just two weeks ago where, where the biscuit hit 14 and it was just, I get choked up thinking about it because it just, it's not just about the run. It just, it's, it's kind of like, this is life. This is where you go, look, this is just one little challenge that you've accomplished just by putting some effort into it. You know, mm -hmm. literally just some, some blood, sweat and tears. Look where you're going with this. And so it just, uh, it's, it's an emotional thing that just really, really grips you. Yeah. And, and, and I really was gunning for it last Saturday. I really was because I didn't know, uh, given the complications that I was having that day, I didn't know if I was going to be able to recover in time for the marathon. And I thought there is no way in hell that I've come this far and I'm not going to hit that 26. If I'm not going to hit it, I'm going to hit it today right now. And she just, you know, she was with me and she just kind of told me, look, dude, you're, you're going to do this. Just save it. And we'll get, we'll get there on May 1st. And so, uh, <laughs> It's neat. It's really neat. And it is just an awesome community, uh, you know, that the whole runners community, and it, it kind of, it's just, it's just contagious. That's the thing I like about it is it's contagious, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. that. Right. I mean, right. You yeah. Know. So, well, it's a great support group, right? I mean, it, it, it's the reason we do what we do. Um, it's, you know, the reason Carrie and I, uh, joke the whole way, you know, as, yeah. as we, um, as we run, we laugh and we goof off and we tell funny stories and we make fun of each other and and you know we, and we make it. fun of everyone around us. <laughs> we do, <laughs> we do, and because it's it's not necessarily it's really not necessarily about the miles or the speed, right? It's about community, and right. and that's when running is at its best is when the community is the strongest, right? And and so it's just a blast when we're out there doing that, Carrie. I mean, I think. You know, we've had the best time going out and just goofing off and and putting in these long miles. They're they're yeah. never fun. They're not fun for anybody, right? <laughs> right? I mean, I, no. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I I kind of get into this place where the long run's my favorite day. I mean, the long run is become like my my uh, my zen of the week. Where I and today I ran with with my good friend Casey and and we did we did ten and. Um, we were going out and I said, gosh, I'm in a headspace now where 10's like, 10's like no big deal. And, Bring you know, it. we did it and we, yeah, yeah. you know, we went, yeah. we did it and we got done and I was like, all right then. So that's, you know, that was 10 today. And, and it, 
but it's become that way because of of running with with other people and because of the mentality that you get to because you've got them with you and you know I, to your point Jason one of my favorite runs I've ever had was finishing a half marathon with Casey and it was inside of a gym 109 laps around a track there was hardly anybody there. We crossed this imaginary line that no one even knew existed. And we looked at each other and, you know, for, for me, it was a training run. And cause I'd been running a lot longer at that point than Casey had been. And, and she, she didn't know if she had it in her to do. And, and we did it that day and she had a lot of anxiety going into it. And, you know, she just broke down and, and seeing her accomplish that in that moment, I broke down too, because being able to see people do that, being able, and, and this is a common theme that, you know, Jim and I talk about frequently in the show. Um, and, you know, we, we, Jason Jay is a good example of that too, with some of the things that he does with the distance running. When you start to push yourself past what would be considered realistic for you into the realm of what's possible is when big change happens is when, you know, those, those moments really start to define you and really start to, to set new levels of expectation. You know, Dave Sievers talked about this too, uh, who, who does Ironman events. Um, when he first started running, you know, you, you start to think you know, 26, that's crazy. That's not possible. And then, then suddenly you've done it. And then, then now what? Like, so if I can do this in this part of my life, what does that mean in other parts of my life? And it really does, spill over into every part of who you are and everything that you consider possible for yourself. And, and it's, it changes everything. Your whole world changes. Yeah. It's, you know, that's that emotional part that really gets me. I, I don't, I'm not a very emotional runner. Um, I remember running, um, up to the Mount Evans, to the, the ascent, right? So we started 10,000, goes up to 14, five, you run 14 and a half miles and, uh, it's about a three hour, Three and a half hour, I think I did it in three twenty-three or something like that. And and I got to the top and I wasn't ready for this and I just cried. I mean, I, I cried at the finish. Um, when I saw Dave and Jody, I cried with them. I, I don't think they were ready to see that. <laughs> 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 but I just I kind of broke down. It was it was and that's that's not a race. That that's a race that I ran on four days' notice. So it's not like it was something I worked up for, like, oh, Mount Evans, Mount Evans, Mount Evans, you know. It, it every once in a while you hit that moment where you go, you know, I just pushed myself well beyond anything I ever thought I could do. And and so I, one of the distinctions I want to make here is be real clear. There is no magic number in 26.1. And and Jason, you alluded to this earlier because uh, Jacetic will do 30 or 50 or 100, and he'll drop 150, right? Those are numbers for him that work for him. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I, my my uh, hips start locking up at 20, and it's always a struggle to 26. I just uh, This will be my fourth marathon coming up, and I'm worried about 20 to 26. If I can cross in under four hours, I'm going to weep like a like a little baby at the end of the finish line. It's been something I've been thinking about for a long time. It's everyone's own personal journey. Back in the fall, I got to run with a gal who was her very first 5K. That's significant, right? Yes. We, we, that, so it's not the distance. It's not the time. It's about what it's, – it's about your hopes and your dreams and what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jason, you've now uh, – you're going to finish the marathon and then you'll have to move on to something else and you'll have to figure out what keeps you quit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're already working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I've already got conjures of grandeur in my head. So. <laughs> yeah, because it would be easy to go back at that point. But well, I, I achieved I achieved it. Um, you've got to find, uh, you know, I've, I've been thinking uh, along those lines, I've been telling folks, I think this might be my last marathon for a while I, because I want to try some other things. I, I may do some sprint triathlon stuff. I may, I'm definitely going to work on my weight and my speed. Um, you know, those are some things that I want to do. I know, you know, Carrie, we talk about getting through adversity. Carrie, you've had some serious adversity over the last two months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lots and lots of stuff going on with that still, you know, the, the mono today was tough. I got done with my run and my joints swelled up pretty bad today. And that was just after 10 and it's arbitrary. Every day is different. Some days I wake up and I have energy. Some days I wake up and it's like everything in me just to get out of bed. And that's going to persist for a long time. Um, and that's okay. And I, you know, I, I acknowledge that and I, um, I'm dealing with it and it's, it doesn't bother me so much anymore. I did get to the track a few times in the last week, um, trying to work on some speed. Um, it's, it's going to come back slow, but it's going to come back. And, and that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and, um, I'm just grateful 
that I can run. I'm just grateful that I can go and I can do it. And, you know, I, I talked to my doctor earlier this week. I went in to get tested. I get my um, a metabolic panel done every every so often just to make sure things are on track and I'm doing okay. Um, they're, they're paying attention to, to some numbers. And, you know, my doctor, I, I told him about our run and he's like, I can't believe you're you're doing that. And, and I said, well, I'm, I'm just glad that, that I can, and, and I'm not doing it at a speed that I I would have liked to have like this, this half marathon for me was supposed to be a very different race than what ultimately it's going to be. Um, May was going to be a really big month for me in terms of performance. And I had high expectations and those are gone, but, um, it, I'm not disappointed anymore. You know, I've, I'm going to be running it with my best friend, um, for the, for the half, um, Casey. And, you know, we talked about it today. We're, we're going to run our race. We're going to push it and I'm going to cross the line. I'm going to head right back out and find Jim and, and finish it and, and do a full marathon. And, you know, the cool thing about that for me is I'm going to do the half and I'm going to my, going to get my time, you know, whatever that time's going to be. Um, and I'm going to, but I'm going to run a marathon that day. And, and that's going to be with, you know, the, the first half, the half marathon I'm gonna get timed for is gonna be with my best friend, and the second half is gonna be with one of my other best friends, and and that's that's a beautiful thing. That's that's what it's about. And I'm gonna finish two races with two really important people to me, and and that's you can't ask for more than that. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be with our our Mud Mafia family is gonna be there in force. Um, uh, it's, it's a good race for the family, that's for sure. It is. You know, we're we're really excited about that. Um, there's going to be a ton of us there. We're going to get a lot of racing mileage that day for the team and for the family. And, and that's exciting. And so I'm going to go and experience it, um, in a different way than I thought I would, but probably in a way that's going to mean more long-term. So, um, to get a great time, I think sometimes those things can be anticlimactic. You know, you cross the line and you go, all right, you know, I got this time. And then, then what? Well, I'm going to walk away from it with more of an emotional connection. I'm going to have, you know, two finishes, um, that are going to be meaningful on two different levels for two people. And that's, or three people. Cause I'll, you know, I'll be in the mix there too. So, um, those are things that I've, you know, recalibrated myself to, to say what should be important. Um, what is important. I'm going to, the speed will come back and, and I'll get to have my races. Um, and, and that's, but that's not the most important thing yeah. anymore. No, that's that's really an important distinction. It's that it's the experience. I mean, the time will drive you, the distance will drive you, but the experience that we have in this is, and it just is so amazing. I mean, we don't. I don't. I hardly ever talk about. Um, so last corporate cup was my was my fastest corporate cup ever, and but I rarely talk about that. I almost always talk about well when we went and we went out and ran twenty two, or when we went yeah. out and. You know, we we goofed around at this. We're gonna do the Warrior Dash this summer, and oh, you know, the Warrior Dash! <laughs> um, and, yeah, and again, those are experiences that we do together. Jason, we are the we are the um, the fitness tech podcast, and we've talked all fitness and no tech. Let me ask For you sure. real quick: What kind of technology have you used to get you to this point? You mentioned uh, your Garmin watch oh, uh, sure. there. What? Any other technology that you've employed? Uh, uh Runkeeper, you got me turned on to Runkeeper, which Good. I love. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Garmin has just been, you know, being the big old nerd that I am, I think technology is well, was definitely a pull into it for me. Like having the Garmin and being able to really track, I mean, to the to the finest detail. Yeah. I ran eight point six two miles today. You yeah. know, I mean yeah. it's just spot on. And you know, uh that that has been really instrumental actually in my training because i don't think uh i i know for a fact if i had if i hadn't had the technology that's there today like the garmin i've got the what the garmin 405c or whatever the latest version of the garmin watch right sure and uh by the way get it at costco 239 as opposed to 445 list anywhere else very good uh so uh, always bargain hunting yeah so if i didn't have that though like i wouldn't be able to see you talk about time and, and pace and everything else. You know what the biggest thing that I've tracked the most in, in all in the four months and, you know, being that ex smoker, I think it's been the critical for me has been the sustained heart rate beats per minute. Ah. Mm, that has yeah. been critical. I could tell you 
Uh, you can even go back. And the nice part is this, how it syncs up to your computer and it's got everything, right? I mean, just completely logged. And you could see back December 12th, my beats per minute are... 175 beats per minute. I mean, I should drop dead. I'm a walking heart attack. Yeah. You know, because I'm trying to run. Right. And now I can just hit that sustained 165, 168 solid for just a flat line. And that was, Jim, that was one of the goals that, that I had set for myself when I started this because I got that neat little gadget, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's really cool. Well, my thing looked like the stock market, my beats per minute. <laughs> looked like the stock market it was just the highs and the lows it was just so jagged it was it was it was almost embarrassing like i didn't like the the biscuit came in one day and she's like let me see what you're looking at and i'm like i don't know don't look like it was dirty laundry you know like oh don't because <laughs> it was like they're just and so i know you know for that that really good sustained fitness is that beast per minute just getting that solid just steady thing going and uh the garmin the, the little techie stuff there has just been instrumental in me being able to maintain that and really work on that. And that's where uh, I don't even really look at the pace and it's got, I mean, everything you want from a pace perspective, right? Like a little run coach built into it and yeah. everything, right? That for me, like that's all really, really cool. But all I got to do is just look at my beats for a minute and go, yeah, that's right where I should be. Because if I'm at 158, 162, whatever, I'm solid and I should be able to just do that and do that and do that without having to worry about, Oh, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Cause I, I kind of doesn't matter like that. It feels really, really good right there. So that's where I've been focused on. But that, Jason, that's a great way. I think if yeah. anybody's listening and, and they haven't been running or they haven't been exercising or they're trying to get back into it, I think you hit the nail on the head on one of those metrics that is way more important right. than distance or pace or time. And, right. and and that is something you can measure it, that really is a great indication of your fitness level. And and so that's a great way to use technology. Now and I don't I don't do that and I probably should. And, and it's only because I'm lazy. I mean that, that <laughs> I, I just and I don't have the right gear, right? I, I, I don't have I don't have gear to do that. Um, and, but I should, and also I don't like that strap that you got to wear. If they wore a watch okay. that would get that right off of my, you know, so right off my arm. There is, there is a watch. I've actually, if you don't have one, I've got one you could have, cause that was my first iteration was I got a Pulsar. Oh, there is a watch that, uh, like $99 dicks, yep. sporting goods, whatever. Uh. And, and it's, and it's not a, uh, it's not going to take it right off your arm. Right. You just have to, it's one of those where you just put your finger on the dial. Oh, for, a very, very brief amount of time and then pulls it and it gives you all that good stat stuff. But to your point, I'm lazy and I didn't want to have to move my arms. Away from <laughs> right. And yeah. the strap, you know, the strap serves two purposes. It takes the pulse and it holds my moves in place. It's a bro. It's a bro. You know, the, the only thing that would be better is if it if it would serve as a makeout partner during the run, right? That's right. That's that would be the only added benefit. Oh, boy, I knew we were going to figure out a way to get makeout. I, of course, we got to work that. Yeah. No, I I, I just want to say too. I, I want to thank both of you because that run was was a great run for me. Um, coming off of the heels of a really disappointing twenty miler, um, almost twenty miler a couple weeks before. Um, that did a lot to to boost my confidence um, and and get me through some some things in my own head mentally. And uh, even even tonight, even you know, even just meeting you, Jason, I think confirmed a lot of things for me, helped bring a lot of things full circle for me from ten years ago, quitting smoking myself and committing to a healthier life. and um you know, continuing to recommit to that. Um, and, and seeing someone, someone do that and start your journey, um, I can just tell you, you have beautiful things ahead of you. Um, making that choice is something that you'll, you'll never regret and you'll have moments where it will be hard and you'll question it and you'll fight it. But after finishing 23.6, um, I, I hope that you look back on that day and that when you have those hard moments that, that you return to that moment and say, that the guy that I am now and the guy that I was on that day with, you know, with your wife beside you at the end of that run, um, return to that moment when you have those tough times. And, and that I think will help you, um, stay committed to this. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Those those are great words, Carrie. I I get, I'm also a little teary thinking about Jason, thinking about you finishing in Lincoln on the 50 yard line at Memorial stadium is a powerful, powerful moment, um, for, for a lot of people. And, and so it's just, it's one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. I, last year when I did it, you're a little um, delirious (laughs) when you come across and I don't, I'll be honest, I don't have too many memories of it. Uh, Um, but it's an amazing, amazing feat. So I, I, you're going to do great. We're going to look for you uh, there in Lincoln and and um, sure. make sure we give you a shout out. And and it sounds like That's you got a great mafia, Jim. I mean, I'm you know I'm yes, still Jason's for, a new member. Name here, and yeah. I want to throw a quick shout out, Jim. While you're while you're yeah. at it, we yeah. will. I will be there in force. Like I said, there's a group of 90 of us from the church running. We're all going to be wearing blue, white, and orange jerseys. Awesome. Say Team World Vision on them. And that's a whole other topic. Me and Carrie and Jim will talk about, hopefully, in some other podcast, how you can bring charities into running. Yeah, so that'd be that's great. That's been their whole motivation. So. Well, we'll want to bring you back in. I think after Lincoln, you know, we're going to need to do. Be able to do it again. <laughs> we're going to need to talk about how the race went for you. Uh, folks will want to know. I mean, I think this has okay. been a very engaging story tonight, um, and, and I think folks will latch on to your story. I think there's a yeah. whole group of people. I, I got a tweet. Um, uh, from a, a friend of mine, a home server show listener, who's who you know he sends me this tweet and he says, "Hey, is there any chance that an overweight guy? It's not the word he used, but is there any 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 chance that an overweight guy like me could in nine months train for the marathon?" Absolutely. And I was like, "Yes, right? Yes, Absolutely. it's possible." But your nutrition is key. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yes, so you nutrition. Yeah, Hello. You, <laughs> we, we haven't even talked about nutrition. We And Carrie and I have talked about nutrition a lot. So um, if you're a regular listener to the show, you've heard it. If you're not, go back and listen uh, because we have, we've spent an enormous amount of time talking about nutrition. Jason, you can attest running with the extra weight is not a lot of fun. And so, no, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we, say, we say on this show, and Jamie Eichmeyer helped me pen this, is that you, you don't uh, run to lose weight, you lose weight to run. And, and so it's just really important that you, you shed some of those pounds and you shed them not because working out alone isn't going to do it. You've got to get your nutrition straight. And when my nutrition is good, the pounds just fall off. When it's bad, they just stay on. And, and so, my, my counter to your running comment, Jim, is yeah. don't live to eat, eat to live. Mm. Yeah, very good. And don't eat to run or don't run to eat, right? I mean, oh, lot, for God's sakes. A lot for of people God's do sakes. that. No, don't. Just because you run doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want. And I dropped, a, I dropped a blog post yesterday. <laughs> Last night, you guys, I dropped a blog post about cravings. And 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 so go check it out on keepingitclean.org. It's a great one. It really is is a good timing. Absolutely. Yeah, Jason, I know you've um, you've blogged about this. What What is your blog site? My blog site, uh, thank you. It's Jason Phipps at uh, the blogspot.com. Blogspot.com. I'll yep. put that in the show notes so folks. Jason, Jason Phipps.blogspot.com. Yep. Right. So my and Carrie, yep. yep. And Carrie is keepingitclean.org. We also have cl- uh, the new clockblocking.com. Just a little, <laughs> a little note on clockblocking.com, which continues to grow in size. I hear from, from new people every day. I actually talked to a guy, I interviewed a guy tonight that's going to go out on, on the blog, um, the Mud Mafia blog, um, one of our running teams that we're syncing up with, that he told me some great clockblocking stories tonight, too. So it's, I, I'm not stopping this crusade until. Until it's it's dropped in a Nike commercial or Lance Armstrong, use, Armstrong uses it in an interview. And I will tell you that yesterday, Urban Dictionary denied my request to have it added to their dictionary. So so they are now officially fools. They are. My, they are. I'm fools. so angry with them. So, so, so angry. Just so you know, it is in there. They just don't have your definition. Right. 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 Yeah. No, but they. But There's seven different definitions and they just yes. obviously they are not athletic personnel. Well, no, you know, and we're just we're we're really just starting this campaign, and and so don't it, be it, sorry because I'm going to leave them out. <laughs> they, when we'll it say, no, I'm sorry, it's not allowed. You're not allowed <laughs> you, to use that. In you the weren't on board at the beginning. <laughs> you had no faith. <laughs> um, yeah, and so lots of ways to connect. Jason, uh, we'll follow you, and I'm sure you're, you'll blog about um, your your experience right up to and through the marathon. And so I look forward to following Absolutely. your blog on that as well. And, and of course, Carrie's got all kinds of good uh, recipes, lots of good insight on fitness and uh, just 
some good thoughts from time to time uh, over there. <laughs> from time to time. Well, you know, <laughs> keeping it clean.org. <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap it up tonight. I appreciate uh, you coming out. Again, if folks want to email the show uh, or want to get a note um, to Jason, they can email me here, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. We've been getting an increasing number of uh, emails in as of late, and that's always good to hear from you guys. And uh, it helps me keep touch with uh, with uh, the uh, you know the subjects that we do and the stuff that we talk about. So you can send email, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. Again, uh, you can find us on Facebook over if just search for The Average Guy and you will uh, you will see our site and you can keep up with everything that's going on. Jason, thanks again for coming out Absolutely. tonight and yes, thank you. being a part of this. And, and it's, it's, it was, uh, I this think, This is an emotional one. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, this, this is, is very good. good. I think this is going to touch a lot of people and, and, uh, and especially those folks that, uh, that may have been, you know, maybe struggling in their lifestyle and know that they can, they can pull out of it. So, Carrie, thanks for taking some time out this evening to, uh, to podcast with us. It's always good to have you on the podcast, and I appreciate you coming out tonight. Anytime. All right. We'll wrap it up for the, the, uh, for, for the number 30 Fitness Tech Podcast. Uh, have a good evening, and uh, we'll catch you here next week. Okay, recording is on, and that looks good. And Carrie, you got any other questions? Your video froze. No, or maybe just you froze. What? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I occasionally just, you, you just know. froze. Let's Madonna. Hey, <laughs> <I> Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, God. I do. I just do a little voguing. <laughs> Little little robot action over here. Are you drinking wine straight from the bottle? <laughs> no, no. This yes. is and just in case you were wondering. I've got Bieber <gasps> fever. <laughs> Jason has Bieber fever. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs>